Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 378 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I am your host, Christian Piles. Joined, as always, by my mainest man, Willie Saylor. Willie in HD. I'm not sure what happened or why, but he looks so much better. We finally got the hard line for the internet. Maybe that was it. Maybe it's just um, the Lord is, is shining down on you, but you look great, buddy. Thanks. It's probably, I think it's my diet. I've been uh, eating cleaner. And, really? Um, Eat clean, bro? No, no. Eat clean, bro, and then you come through in high def. No, I don't know what the I don't know why it's cleaner, clearer, not pixelated as much. Did the same thing I do every other day. Well, we're we're just excited for it. To my left, Daniel Roy Lobdell Jr. Hi. AKA the Lord of Winterfell. Mm-hmm. And straight away, Kyle Brackey, Stephen Kyle. And boy, super dark. Oh. Very, trying to stay wow. uh <laughs> Kyle stay, trying to stay off the grid there. Is he gonna release state secrets today? <laughs> I don't know. We're, we're we're gonna learn about the the dark web or something from Kyle Bracky. It looks like the Battle of Winterfell over there. Yeah, it's, it's very dark. Yeah, you just can't see anything. Yeah, yeah. I'm just right. I'm just guessing where Bracky might be. Um. So yeah, some uh, we've got we've got the whole crew here. We're we're excited. And speaking of Game of Thrones, um, in a little bit, like after the show, basically, but the show won't end. Sion's gonna come on. And we're gonna do a whole Game of Thrones recap thing. Talk about the whole show. Nice. So that's also, gonna be fun. I'm going to uh, I'm going to Sassari. Me and Joe Kenya are going to Sassari, which is an island off of Italy, Sardinia, which they filmed some of the Game of Thrones at. That sounds romantic. Do you want to say why you're going there? Because people Come probably on, don't know. Come on, call it. Call it. Are you gonna call me on that? They did not film anything there. I don't know. A, <laughs> How would I know that, Willie? Bad seg- I thought Nomad would say for sure you're lying. So sorry, it's going to be great. There's a lot of Russians. There. All right, no more Can't set you, locations. No? Well, you Let's... just said expound on it. Oh, okay. Well, then you start. You kept. You didn't really expound on it. You went the other way. So, okay. World Team Trials are done. Final X is set. All 30 matchups. Um, 
as uh, Nomad throws up his X. And I think we should start with juniors because juniors happened. It was exciting. There were a couple really uh, interesting series where, I, where you learned a lot. Um, Willie, some takeaways from, from juniors right off the top. Well, um, I think our team is strong down low. I don't know. I mean, I think there's a couple tiers of our team. I think we have some really strong guys. You got to love um, Vito starting things off for us. He's very good. He's experienced. He has that cadet level stuff. Uh, won U23s here domestically last year. Um, and then, you know, David Carr has experience. But we have a lot of guys that uh, that are kind of raw. And um, I don't know. I, I don't I know if I would describe. Guys, like, I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know if I would describe them as raw. I would just say they haven't made world teams yet. I mean, you know, well, think of someone like I Brayton. Mean, Brayton's entered every tournament under the sun for the last couple of years. Has tons of freestyle. Sure, sure. But look at the back half of our, our, our Tanner Sloan. Tanner Sloan never wrestled a freestyle tournament. That was like his first yeah. major ever with the U.S. Open. Um, Mason Paris didn't wrestle a. Fr- Mason Paris didn't wrestle a freestyle tournament until um, Fargo last year. I mean, yeah. these guys have one or two tournaments under their belt. Um, yes, they are. They are good examples. You know, Trent Hidley. Trent has been around the block, uh, but he doesn't have a whole ton of it. I, I don't know. I just don't know what to expect. We could have a Makai Lewis. Makai Lewis takes six at the U.S. Open in his first major tournament ever. His second major tournament ever, uh, or I guess he wins the trials, but then. He wins the world championship. So I think there's I think there's talent there. Brayton Lee, you know, for his first world team too. There's talent there. Um, I just don't know what the expectation should be. Last year, you know, how is America going to feel about this when the, the, this team, when in 2017 we win the title. In 2018, everybody's expecting to win the title. Me and Nomad said, pump the brakes a little bit. We're going to be in the thick of things, but, uh, you know, it's not – it's not gold or bust. And then Dayton loses a match. Gable loses a match and people's started losing their mind. It's the world championships. It's tough. So what are you going to feel now in 2019 when we have this team that, I mean, we could win a team medal or we could take ninth. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think we'll probably do a little better than your th- I, I don't think the floor is or the basement is as far down as maybe you believe, but you, you could be right. And this is certainly not, you know, if you could handpick our team in terms of credentials and guys that we know can can perform at this level, yeah, it, it would maybe look a little differently. But these are the guys that, that are going. And, you know, you think about someone like Colin Moore, who the, the arc on some of these kids is so high, right? Like they can go yeah. from fifth or seventh at the open to you make a team to I'm in the world team camp for a couple months, and now I'm really good at this. Well, um, yeah, and a couple – Lewis um, as well. Makai Lewis lost to Jeremiah Moody in April and was a world champ in whenever – whatever month that happened. And then, right? then won NCAAs. Like, it, well, it, two, it can happen quick with these guys. There's two um, sort of benefits in that sort of where we're – I don't want to say weak. I mean, y'all know – y'all know I love Mason Paris, right? Um to the extent that some people say we love him too much and we overhype him. But um, the good thing is that they'll get a lot of camp time and worlds are generally weaker. If there's if there's any weak weights at junior worlds and cadet worlds, it's in the upper weights. For sure. 
I mean, yeah. Uh, 100%. We, we've meddled there pretty frequently. <laughs> Even, you know, Nathan Butler was someone we were like, oh, I'm not sure how he's going to do there. He took and bronze. He, he came back with bronze. So, um, yeah, excellent. No, excellent I mean, point there. you know, th let's get to it. I know that probably Iowa fans are upset that I tweeted that I was sort of ticked off that Cassiopeia and Warner and Ava Saad weren't in the field. And, um, I don't like, I'm not going to say that anybody needs to go anywhere. Right. I, I I've said this a million times. If, if you don't go to Fargo, if you don't go to super 32, um, that's your prerogative. Uh, I don't think everybody needs to wrestle everywhere. But man, uh, is it isn't it not deflating when you have this guy sitting in the finals that just mopped up Anthony Cassiope? I'm talking about. He just mopped up the field. He's by far our best shot. He might have been one of the best in the world last year, as he was behind Gable Stevenson. Now he just ragdolled everybody in our country. He's sitting in the best of three finals. We really need a quality heavyweight to solidify our team, and he's just like. Or the coaching staff is just like, nah, I'm out. I'm not well, picking on. I'm not ticking on Iowa or Brands. Well, the reason I'm Iowa fans are, are are taking issue with that, Will, is because a year ago, Penn State, as an entire program, punted on international wrestling, and I don't remember. Well, well, I, what? I don't. Well, I don't. I don't feel like that's the same. I don't feel like that's the same at all. It's me saying, um, I'm bummed that Cassiope and Warner didn't go to juniors. It's not the same as oh, what you gave Nolf and all them a pass last year. I didn't. First of all, I didn't give them a pass. Second of all, they were not even close to being in the position that Anthony Zane had, Rutherford was on the team. He literally he made the team the in 2017. Well, the difference is also senior versus junior. Okay. Penn State, Penn State didn't wrestle any guys. None of those guys had junior eligibility. It was it was all senior level guys. And I, well, I for one was extremely mad about it and i chalked it up to they're trying to overload for 2019 and then what we thought was going to happen they got 2020 olympic trials and they were going to try to set themselves up for that i was clearly trying to set themselves up for a 2020 yeah, ncaa no, title the, identical the, the the circumstances are they 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 had a plan and they they went with that plan now it was a little confusing that cassiope went to the open and won and then didn't go to the trials that was like well why did you go to the open then that i could understand willie being mad about but as far as i mean they both had a plan and they both executed the plan let's be clear i'm upset about cassiope and warner well i mean like if it's uh, spencer i i i mean i guess he has some it's, it's cassiope and warner i want our junior team to be great i want our junior junior team to do well to the extent that the preview show that we did for um the trials i was saying man i kind of wish that gable was wrestling juniors now we'll get into that in a little bit but yeah i take our junior team team very seriously and i'm bummed that cassiope isn't on it i'm bummed i'm bummed more that cassiope didn't go to the trials than than zane did last year because guess what we have comparable talent at 65 seniors to zane rutherford last year i don't know if we have comparable talent to anthony cassiope and senior or a junior heavyweight well yeah potentially but Zane would have been our guy last year, clearly. I mean, we're talking senior world, and you have to prioritize. I mean, I don't know why you prioritize juniors over seniors. Seniors is – that's the thing. I mean, juniors is amazing. It's one of the toughest tournaments in the world. But seniors is the pinnacle of our sport. And we didn't well, have our best guy things. at 65 last year. 
I don't know that I'm prioritized, and number one, and number two, I don't think, I, I don't know where this let him off the hook thing is last year. I don't think I was. Well, I just don't remember this a year ago. I, I don't mean, I, I probably wasn't raging, but I didn't. I mean, I didn't get it then. To me, to me, I was more bothered when our best sixty-five senior level didn't go than a, a heavyweight, um, a, a sixty-five with no eligibility left either. Right, Zane was done, didn't wrestle well, then. Yeah. A, a heavyweight. I mean, junior you could also make the you could also make the excuse then that he just got he just got done with his college career. You take a break and you gear up for. Um, the 2019 cycle, which immediately plays into the 2020 trials. Yeah. Where, you know, I mean, what's the down, what's the downside? Let's get to the, let's get to the crux of this. What's the downside of Cassiope wrestling juniors? It, yeah. What's the downside of Zane wrestling seniors? Uh, well, the theory or whatever was that they were, they were burnout from the, you know, not burnout, but they were, they went through the rigors. He went through the rigors of the college season and he was taking a summer off to get ready for the 1920 run. That was their theory. What is the theory for Cassiope? Well, it's a theory. It's not even a theory. It's something we've seen very consistently. Yeah. Something we, it was actually a theme on the entire show the whole year long. What is up with these guys that made world teams being sluggish? We talked about it with Hayden. Um, we saw it with Warner. He was slow to get back. And there's and Iowa saying, 2020 is our year to win an NCAA title, and we're not going to risk anything. We're not going to have a guy being gone all summer long, and then he's going to get back in September or October, and we're going to have to give him two months off or, or ease him back in, and he's going to be on a different periodization from the rest of the team like Warner was last year. They're saying we're not doing that. We're going to keep everyone so, on the same schedule and go. Okay. Now, I'm not saying I subscribe to that because I that the, you could say, okay, Jacob Warner last year, and I'll keep saying the name Colin Moore. I thought him making the junior world team was one of the most impactful things, as one of the biggest changes in his career potentially. That could be not right. true. So but that's what I saw. So I, I, was, I was one of the first ones to say, look at the guys that are struggling early. Hayden lost a match to somebody he – Larry definitely early. should not have very early um yeah. you know Zahid obviously didn't mm -hmm. look himself earlier on in the season i was one of the first ones to say that i get it i understand that however hayden was fine by the end of the year Zahid was fine by the end of the year it doesn't i mean if you're telling me that it messes them up for a calendar year i'm gonna disagree with that number one those guys figured it out number two i mean number two Worlds are early. Junior worlds are earlier this year. Number three, in the context that you're putting this in, are you saying that for the benefit of college wrestling? Oh, of course, your, yes, is, yes. What in, in a bet? What? No, no, no. I don't think you know what I'm going to say here. Oh, okay. In the benefit of college wrestling, people that are serious about a NCAA title or NCAA team title should never have their kids participate in the junior worlds or junior world process. Because well, that's the context we're dealing with here. Yeah, I know. And that's what really bums me out about it. I, I, in no way do I think junior world success and NCAA success are mutually exclusive. I think it's paranoia from coaches that they just don't want – they don't want to risk anything, right? They just want to be – I, I mean, they just want to be – what? what I hate, Zahid Valencia lost to Mark Hall early. 
right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Hayden had Hidley lost to Larry early, early. Uh, they were they were fine by the end of the year. I mean, uh, other than you know, Hayden was a whisker from beating Nolf. Um, yeah. They figure it out by the end of the year. Uh, I, I don't think. I mean, Jacob Warner wasn't himself all year. How do we know Jacob Warner wasn't himself all year? What do he take fifth? No, like eighth or something. Seventh maybe that's what seven. Jacob Warner. Maybe that's what Jacob Warner was. Right? Sure. I mean, we don't, yeah. There's no. There's no data that Jacob Warner last year in his version is a finalist. I mean, I don't know. I, I, the greater, the greater backdrop of this is a suggestion that wrestling in the summer at Junior Worlds messes you up and decreases your chances of performing in March, which I don't subscribe to. I don't subscribe to it either. I don't either. But they're, you know, it, it's nothing new for different programs to take, uh, be like, okay, no, I mean. There were years where we didn't see like Ramos or McDonough. They, they, Iowa has done this before, where guys didn't try to make junior world teams. Every program has done it. Gilman took holes, did not wrestle freestyle for three years, 2014, 2017. Yeah. So yeah, it's I, not- don't, I don't know. I don't know if I'm picking or choosing. I mean, you can say I'm <laughs> picking and choosing, and uh, I didn't care about Zane, and which is not wholly true, but I do care. Here's the thing. I viewed Cassiope as a clear number one. And when our clear number one, that's to me, head and shoulders above everybody else, doesn't go, I am not happy about it. Well, the, the thing for me that was that, the, the thing for me that I feel like you should just be hammering is why, if he wasn't going to do trials, why did he go to the Open? That That's the only thing that, that confuses me. My understanding was Warner was never going to wrestle this summer. Which obviously I would have. I want everyone. Like I want USA Wrestling to have the best team possible. So I, of course I want all these guys to wrestle. But like, it's it's it gets back to everything that we talked about during every part of the college season. Whatever the the coaches feel, that's what they're gonna do, and the fans are gonna follow exactly what the coaches do. There is hundred percent data to suggest that junior world success will generally lead to NCAA success. The sometimes issue is when you make a junior team and don't have success, um, that's where it seems the burnout is. Yeah. I mean, it's worked out okay for Makai, too. Kind of kind of won the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, there's to me there's no evidence that making a junior world team uh, impacts your, your March performance negatively. I just, you know – I don't know. I don't think it's good, Willie. I, I'm with you, but I I just want it to be known. Or well, I just, this this I happens also, everywhere with many teams, and it happened with the best team last year. Yeah, I mean, I also I mean, people look and see what Penn State does, and look and see what Iowa does, and I certainly hope it doesn't become a trend where it's like, you know, if we're really serious about NCAs this year, we're gonna hold our guys out of summer wrestling. Yeah. I just the way USA wrestling has had success at the junior level and and again the the points about it correlating to NCAA success, I generally don't think we're probably ever going to have a weak team again unless we just have a year of just terrible guys, which I don't think is going to happen. We're going to not have maybe some guys we consider the best in a given year, but I don't think it's going to be an overall issue. Yeah, consecutive years. It'll be interesting if, as more and more kids have the, because let's let's be clear the, 
inner not inner thing with Penn State and with Iowa. This is from the coaches, right? This is not the this is not the athletes coordinating and saying, guys, let's not do it. We don't want to make world teams this year. This is this is coming from the staff, right? And so what's going to be interesting is as years go by and kids are more and more excited about making world teams, maybe even more so than NCAA success, will there come a time when the athletes are would you know kind of force the hands like no i'm not taking the summer off i want to make world teams i want to win junior worlds and how coaches have to handle that dichotomy will be really interesting and we may not ever even know when it's happening but uh Mm -hmm. i'm sure that there are kids right now that are like i'm going to try to make a world team every summer no matter what um so yeah that's that uh our team's fine could be better that's not that's not being argued Vito's great i think what I, we got to start talking about some wrestling here. Yeah. W- what, Willie? I was going to say, I think maybe the biggest takeaway was Brayton Lee's huge, gigantic gas tank. I mean, it was almost like, hey, let's see how far I can let him and, and reel him back in. Because he did it to Sammy once. He did it to Ja'Cory Teamer. He did it to Peyton Robb. Um, I mean, his tank is just unreal. I mean, it, Sammy broke in in that first match. Like I've had not really seen happen to Sammy yeah. too much. There's he been times he's gotten tired, but he that's all you can Didn't say. It happened to him. It happened to him last year at the trials as well, where he just he hit a wall. You yeah. saw it. Forget who it was against. I'll look it up real quick. You guys talk. Murin, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Great. Great memory there from Kyle. So yeah, Brayton Lee. I, I'm really. Man, I mean his his reattack stuff, how fast he can go from head to the leg is is amazing. He's he's a pretty pretty talented guy. Curious what weight he goes next year and where he stacks up with I mean, I, I really think Sasso can can win a title next year at one forty nine. I think he's that good. And to see Brayton put nineteen points on him in six minutes is eye opening. And they'll probably be the same weight. You would think. I thought Sammy looked bigger. I thought he looked like he'd put on some size, like good size. Um, I was excited about that. That was it, was it was fun watching Brayton go through. I thought that would be – I mean, Sammy teched him in the first period, no problem with that lace in the open, and then it's a completely different story this time. Was uh, Jamie Hernandez was like one of the, my biggest revelations the, of the trials. Sure. And I know he got completely housed twice by Gabe Tag, but his path to make it – to tag mm-hmm. I was like this guy's gonna be a, a thing next year if he can hold the weight I think the weight has been an issue with Jamie for a little bit if he can hold 33 I think he's gonna be really tough I thought he showed a lot of skills in a lot of different positions so I really liked him yeah I mean he was I, to be honest he was like it was like okay he got a oh, good win by him okay good win by him and like, then you're like, all right, maybe it's not good wins. It's like, maybe it's just good. Well, he was like third at the open. Wait, was... He had a really good open too. It's like one of those yeah. results that kind of gets lost in the well, shuffle because there's a thousand results, but he did good there. His, his path was 12-6 over Decatur, 9-6 over Tal Shahar, and then 10-5 over RBY. Yeah. The thing with Hernandez also is <clears throat> guys have arcs, right? Willie talks about this a lot. Like guys have arcs and – when he was maybe a sophomore or junior in high school, this maybe wouldn't have surprised you. And then he leveled off or had weight issues, mm-hmm. or I don't know what exactly, but his results 
were not quite on par with what they were kind of when he was younger in high school during maybe his senior year and, and, and his first year in college. And now they're now it's like, okay, I'm back up to, to where I was originally projected to be. Yeah, he uh he didn't wrestle for a long time, like after his junior year going into senior year and then he didn't wrestle a lot in his senior year and I, I remember and then he came back and he had like a weird loss and I remember struggling with him to put him on the junior big or the yeah, I'm senior pretty sure big he board. fell off the big board uh, completely yeah he either he either did or I had him like 95 just as like a okay I hope I'm not stupid thing because I didn't know what he was at that point right but looking great now you know doing great things at, at UNC and tag I mean, that was one. So there were two things that happened that surprised me. Like, in real time, you can make pretty good prognostications about how the things are going to go. Mm-hmm. But seeing Jamie look that good on day one and then get smashed by tag twice, and then to see Zahid Valencia beat Mark Hall and then get smashed by Rainer twice, not that the wins were surprising. It's just like, Wait, the manner. You beat Mark Hall 5-0 and you just can't get a whiff of Alex Daringer and you beat RBY who was in a war with Tag before he pinned him and you just got house. So th- those were two where like the trajectory didn't really map in the finals, but I uh, can't give anything but a lot of credit to to Gabe Tag and uh, Julian Tag apparently committed to UNC. I guess it's not terribly surprising considering his brothers going there, but uh, good stuff for the Tar Heels. Which I'm currently repping right they now. They got a lot of talent. They got a lot of talent in the lighter weights, man. Yeah. I mean, you have a couple guys at 25, which Julian might be. I think Gabe probably be a 41 eventually. Yeah. But Hernandez, I don't know. They got a lot of horses there. They still have Sherman. They still have uh, something else good. Down Melendez. Melendez, yeah. Yeah, they're going to be all right. Um, okay, junior stuff. In, any. Uh, Stephen Kyle, any junior thoughts to discuss? Not junior, not at all. It was really impressive Brady Lee, and then Julian Tag again. Yeah, that was that was something. Um, any um, you guys, I wasn't there, so you guys on the ground. Did, did you get any interpretation or inclination? Is RB was, was RBY hurt pretty good or? Like, coming into it, I don't. No, he got he got. He got hurt against Hernandez. Oh, no, I don't think so. I think he was fine. Okay. Yep. All right. Um, yeah, I think he was fine. A couple, couple Penn State guys got kind of banged up. I don't know. Well, it's, Nolf, we can talk. We can skip around here. Nolf's wrestling Valencia. He's finishing a single. And, like, I didn't, I didn't even see it. I should have went back and, like, rewatched it. I was calling the match. And he just come came back, like, really hobbling. And I don't know how much that impacted him down the line. But I can't imagine it helped. It was clearly it clearly messed him up against Valencia that match. And then he gutted it out against Massa, who I thought Massa was kind of one of the guys under the radar, but looked really good this weekend. Thought he had a really nice showing. He beat Tommy Gant, who uh, yeah. we all think we think very highly of Tommy. And then uh, so Nolf beats him to get to Imar. And to to me, I when I heard. Nolf was going up to 74. I got excited because I was like, we will get Nolf Imar again. But I really never entertained the thought that he would be able to beat him. Um, I, I just thought, I mean, at his, on his best days, he's one and two against him, right? 
like mm-hmm. on his best days. And Imar, I believe, is is still improving. And if you're giving up a little bit of weight, which I'm not sure Nolf really was, I thought he looked really big. And I think in a couple in a year or so, he's going to be uh, a great size 74. But I, I just think well, one thing, if you watch all, and here's why I thought I don't see Nolf beating him because even when they were competing against each other, folk style, basically on them on their feet the entire time, Nolf cannot get. To Imar's legs, like it is an absolute rarity for him to get to his single against Imar. He unable to get through the head hands. He struggles in the hand fight, and it's kind of something that's like not really discussed. But he can't get to his legs, and that Nolf has to be able to get be a volume shooter. He can't play this like shoot every once in a while, pick my spots game. He's got to be firing, firing, firing. He's not able to do that against Imar yet. Now, will he be able to with? You know, there's only a few guys that Nolf needs to focus on beating right now. One of them's I'm out, other one's Jordan Burroughs. But right now, that's a that's a big problem that he has not been able to solve in now five total matches. I bet he's got to his lock less than five times against him. And then outside of the head pinch, you know, which whether you call it narrow on Imar's part or go for broke that he hit or something like that was he hit a Hail Mary to win match two. Definitely error. An error on Imar's part. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Bracky's completely right. That was just a bone. I mean, it, he kind of handed him an opportunity. Now, it's still crazy that he was able to do how he was able to that do was it. Powerful. Um, that that was kind of that was awesome. And then you got those Makai Lewis um, leg defense problems Ooh. coming up soon. For Nolf. Yeah, I didn't even now, think maybe about Nolf that. maybe Nolf just beats him up, but, I don't you know, think so. Makai's, no way. Makai's not easy to score on. No way. That's going to be... Especially after you just watched Imar kind of push him around the mat and just, like, almost, like, bully him. Makai's a big dude. Yeah, Makai's strong. Yeah, he's going to have trouble with him. Bro, bro. Yeah, I think... Yeah, Makai's going to definitely be a thing uh, coming into 2020. Excited to watch that. Although, I would have liked to see him get a little, a little more freestyle seasoning. But I, I think he prefers folk style. Was he still junior eligible, Makai? Um, good question. Good question. I guess it doesn't matter, but he's I, not the one we would have liked to have seen. Yeah. 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 Uh, Gable, Gable is still 18 years old. 18? He's 18. He didn't turn 19 yet. Oh, Turns 19 in a couple weeks. That's correct. He's 18 years old, people. It's unreal. He's moving around. We'll get to that in a second. But I was just, I, I sort of we derailed. We can get to it right now. Injury. It don't matter. Was there any under, under how, how bad was Ashnell? I have no idea. I, mean, I just he's... looked over and he was like slapping the mat. I don't know if it was knee or ankle or. It was he, definitely knee. Yeah, he was in a full, whatever, body, not body, Fetal. but full leg thing. So his knee's pre-ripped up. Oh, I thought you were talking about the move. I was like, it's called a lace nomad, but you meant the medical apparatus. Yes. Yeah, got it. Yeah, so I hope he's hope he's all right. Um, that was too bad. I would have liked to have seen that. Now, it may have been not a thing since he got teched basically immediately. But part of me thinks it could have been something. But either way, James Green back in Final X. Lincoln, exciting stuff there. Okay, let's talk about Gable because... Oh my lord! He is so <laughs> daggone good at wrestling, and I—I I mean, I rewatched. Um, here's why I thought he could beat Kuhn, because the guys that have beaten Adam Kuhn before 
have been able to get to get to them and finish quickly and get get the foot in the air, right? Tie walls, etc. And I just think he had some bad tactics against one, he had no idea what to do against the over under body lock of Kuhn at the US Open. And he almost got cautioned out. He had straight backed up twice. Yeah. Uh, and he had never felt anything like that. I'm sure Gable never wrestled anyone even comparable to Adam in that situation. And then he shot a high crotch from his knees and then got crotch lifted, which is one of Kuhn's best positions. But I just thought, just seeing him finish on guys like Dom and, and the way he's able to change levels and use his speed, I thought he'd be able to finish on him. Now, the thing I did not expect is for him to be able to hold center as well as he did. And even still, when Kuhn got to that underhook on the, I think, the right side, it was still big-time problems for Gable in terms of like how well um, Adam was moving him around. But, man. Well, he almost got cautioned out again. Man, he he got, I know. He got two cautions, right? Yeah, yeah. two cautions. Which is it was almost like, holy cow! He was up like eight to one or something like that. <laughs> like he could get cautioned yeah. out. It's kind of crazy. Well, I mean, the, the the crazy thing is that on one hand, um, yeah, he almost got cautioned out because Coons moving him around. But I would say it sounds contradictory. But I would say that he moved Coon around. I couldn't Wait. believe how he moved Coon. There were multiple times where he had his butt towards the center and Kuhn was towards the edge. It was all on what, what hold they were in. If they were in a Kuhn's preferred hold, it, it would work for him. If Gable was able to avoid it, then it would go his way, which just speaks to his, his unreal power. Um, man, he's, he's so daggone good. Coach, it's, it's crazy. Coach saying, get to your ties. But, yeah, I mean, he wrestled differently. He, But to, to that point about getting moved, Gable's step-outs have been – if there's like a nit to pick with Gable, stepouts have been his kryptonite for years. Going back to Cadet Worlds. His first year at Cadet Worlds, it almost cost him. Exactly. Going back to, he almost got cautioned out against the Russian at Junior Worlds that one year. Now that, I think, may have been a little um, whatever type of refereeing you want to call that. But that that has been his, his thing for years. But holy crap, th- this was the Gable I thought we were going to get all college season. He has the best footwork of anyone I've ever seen at that age. Well, I think it's not and, just that. It's like his hands and feet moving concert, right? It's like the snaps yeah. and the it's it's all it's all together. There's no herky jerkiness with him. It's fluid. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, really impressive. So, I mean, is he going to beat Nick Wazdowski? I don't know. It's uh you know, I, I hope Mrs. Gwistowski is not watching this show, and you even intimating that fact. I was but, told not to um, talk about her again by her, so I'll just have to leave it at that. <laughs> um, you know, the matchup, they're not that different stylistically in body style, right? I mean, Kuhn's a way different build than Gable or... I was almost you know, disappointed in, in Ben Askren uh, on Twitter. Because he's like the smartest guy there is. And he, he forgot more about wrestling than I'll ever know. But him, him being like just baffled about him beating Kuhn and not understanding like why he struggled with Kassar, it's like, man, could those guys be like two more completely different wrestlers? I mean, the to me is like very obvious. Like if Gable has a tremendous athletic advantage over you, he's going to – he can make you look silly. But like Anthony Kassar is super athletic and fast and like – 
and even still, like Abel had his his chances to win, and I get it is still confusing that he lost to Kassar twice. I'm right there with you on that, Ben. I I don't disagree, but at the same time, it's like you're comparing Kassar and Kuhn, who have just completely different styles. I feel like the answer is is right there in front of you, which brings me to my next point: athletic well, Nick Wisdowski. Yeah. Yeah, but let's go back. One final thing on the the Kuhn Kassar comparison is that, and I put in my quick hit and recap thing, is that, I don't know, I think the version of Gable was different. I, 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 like, there's, there's yes, okay, Kassar's different matchup than Kuhn, but there's also the tactics, and like, Gable made that a very one or two takedown exchange match against Kassar both times, and, um, Against Kuhn, it was consistent, consistent. I mean, go. Maybe you get scored on, but you'll come back and you'll score more points than him. He, Gable just went out and was aggressive and just kept scoring. And I think that maybe that should have been the that should have been the game plan against Kassar. I think I think freestyle changes everything because I think the step out changes everything for him. I mean, if that, if there's step outs in folk style against Kassar, I mean that's not even a match. He's, he's he may Kassar's maybe cautioned out in the first period of their NCAA semi. Well, and, and he literally gave up riding time. Yeah, like the the literal folk styleness of that match, a hundred percent played into it. And maybe Anthony beats him in freestyle, but and, I don't I don't see it. The, no the, the folk styleness of that match way helped Anthony. I understand what you're saying about the tactics, but the freestyle yeah, but Gables, freestyle Gable wrestles differently, and the rules are different and more suited for him. Sh- sh- uh, sure, maybe I don't, but uh, you cannot look at the uh, you can look at the activity level against Kuhn and the activity level against Kassar and just they're night and day. I think you're right. There's no question about it. I was watching their Big Ten match, and I was like, what is Gable doing? He's just doing this yeah. hand fight thing. Take him down. Like, just shoot. And he, he wasn't. So I'm, I'm with you on that. But I think there's just something about freestyle. It just creates more action. There's just this, like, I don't know, a level of safety and comfort that guys have in hand fight where with freestyle there's, like, always an element of danger. So you just end up attacking mm-hmm. more. Um, I, I can't exactly explain it. I don't know if it's a complete mentality shift. Um, because to me, I would have thought there'd be a mentality shift after he lost at Big Tens, and I actually I kind of thought there was in how he approached that NCAA semi against Kassar, and still it was. But to Nomad's point, it came down to some to some folk style stuff. Um, but yeah, Gable can't give anything but a whole heck of a lot of credit for how well he did. Um, okay, I guess that's it for Gable. Any thoughts? Steven? Uh, I think it could just be like uh, the Snyder switch, we'll call it. You know, mm. he, the NCAA loss, and then it's just like completely different guy. Um, maybe those two losses, you know, help him flip that switch. Like, I need to just let it go, you know? Yes. I need to just let it fly, because when I do, I'm the best guy. Um, but well, let's, I'm let's really excited also... to see how it, he matches up with Quiz. Yeah. Yeah. Super intriguing. It's funny, because so many matches especially a lot on the girls side too but you know you have you have the trial you think after the open that you have a pretty good idea of the landscape and then the trials happen you're like i don't know it makes the final x matches all that much more intriguing um 
I mean, I'm interested to see Gwiz and Gable. I don't know if I would have been as interested a month ago, uh, and a lot of with the girls things too. But um, guys, Tyler Graff won a tournament. Yeah, I mean, he's won tournaments before. I know he's kind of like second or third very frequently, but has he? Yeah, he's won like Schultz or Farrell and stuff. Okay, <laughs> um, that's a little different. Um, he's won several quadrangulars. He's won several dual meet tournaments, where it's just one dual meet. Um, no, I know, I get it, guys. Um, he did win a tournament. He, it, I think it was a matter of time. If you enter tournaments for enough years and you're as good as Tyler Graff, you almost you have to do something pretty special to not win. He won the 2016 Canada Cup, Told 2015 ya. Bill Farrell International, two-time Dave Schultz champ, Pan American champ. He owns the University Nationals. He was a three-time champ. Oh, yeah. He also, the, <laughs> like with with Graf. One time Zane Richards broke him. It was really weird. That was yeah. very weird. That should, I, I, don't, I can't believe he lost to Zane Richards in a two out of three. It's not just Graf. It's like anyone where you get second or third enough times and you just kind of wonder, can they ever get over the hump? And maybe that's just a stupid. Maybe he that needed we have. hump to get over the hump. There you NJRTC. go. Highlight. Wow. Well, here's a. He lost to Joey Palmer twice last week. <laughs> that's that's true. He did get Palmered. Um. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to explain it. It it happened, and I'm not like shocked about it. I'm like surprised, but like. Oh, I'm completely shocked because of <laughs> because only because of the Tyler Graff that we've seen for the past five years at senior level tournaments just not win. He put up points in bunches. He put up yeah. freaking I don't know You're twenty. Right. How many points he put up against Nico? I don't know. Or who was it? More than most. Oh, it was twenty two. Twenty two yeah. against Cody. Scored twenty two freaking points. You're like, yeah, Tyler Graff has been able to do this for five years. He just oh, has that it. Against, that was against Brewer though. Like there was no situation Brewer. where I was gonna pick Tyler Graff to win. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with Tyler Graff's ability. It's just I haven't, literally haven't seen him win. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, I, I get it. So now the question is, can he do it against Joe Cologne? What's their history? I'm sure they've wrestled each other quite a bit. But, yeah, Tyler Graff did win a tournament, uh, and we'll see how it materializes uh, moving forward. We haven't talked about 65 yet. Well, uh, should I we? I don't know how he went to Graff. Real quick, the, Tony Ramos retired. Tony Ramos did retire. That's why I'm wearing a North Carolina shirt today. Uh, hats off to Tony Ramos, one of our favorites here at Flow. Awesome dude. He's sure going to be a thing. great great coach. Now he's going to focus fully on coaching. And uh, it was cool that he actually did the retirement thing and didn't just, like, stop entering tournaments, which is, like, my biggest pet peeve on earth. So good on Tony for doing that. And if you're thinking – if you're good, if you're Tony Ramos level and you're going to retire, you need to go through us, and we'll give you the we'll, – we'll explain to you how to do it. You can't just stop entering tournaments. Also, okay? I'm glad that – not to pick on Spencer Mango, but, like, when Spencer did it, his shoes got, like, stuck for, like, a minute <laughs> he, and a half. Hey, he was not going to have some situation where the shoe came off. He was not thinking about retirement when he laced those shoes up, which I actually appreciated. Fair. Fair point. But it was it was just one of those things where it was like— They literally had to get the jaws of life to get Spencer <laughs> yeah. Mango's shoes off. It was really—it was like a four-minute retirement ceremony. Yeah. So, he was literally on deck as he was retiring. It took so long. Sorry, I don't mean to pick on Spencer, but good job, Tony, getting his shoes off quickly. Yes. A couple uh, graph wins over Cologne I found. 2017, Schultz, and then NCAAs. 
Those are the only two matches I could find. Oh my gosh, the NCAA one was crazy. Cologne was kind of the best guy that year. Mm. Was that when he pinned Tony? The twenty fourteen year? Is that the year you're yeah. talking about? That is the year. Yes. So that that's gonna be competitive. Um I guess briefly Gilman, we we knew there was no one there that could beat him. He won how he wins against Cruz, who's a really tough guy to score on. Gilman just force of will, collar tie moving, underhook moving, a lot of ones, but a lot of ones pile up to a lot of points over time. So Gilman, I didn't understand all of his interview. Normally I kind of know where he's going. He's talking about saddles. And if you like saddle talk, that's the interview for you. <laughs> yeah, if you're into saddles, if you're into, um, you know, he said there's a show pony reference, which I didn't quite understand, but. Uh, he doesn't like <laughs> all the the hype, the build up to these matches. Yeah. And he was just saying, we're not show ponies. We don't need to do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Sorry. But, Sorry, And Thomas. yet he is very demonstrative in front of the mic <clears throat> and handed back his final X hat and thing. Like, he is demonstrative. Yes, but he said, well, he, he said many times, don't ask a question if you don't want an honest answer. So Mike Finn asked a question, he gave an honest answer. How are we still, listen, all right, I want to retire some questions. Stop asking Thomas about competing in Lincoln like he's from Nebraska and stuff, okay? And stop talking about Darian Cruz loss like it's, a, he already teched this or beat him 9-0 ever. It's the, we know these guys aren't thinking, I got to get him back for that NCAA semi. Like, it's established. You got him back two months later. He, he got him Trials. back immediately. And also, he's not from Lincoln, Nebraska. Okay, he went to high school in Omaha. And that's it. All right, I'm trying to retire those. If that is, a, if that is once again, a story throughout Final X and the World Team Trials, Thomas Gilman coming home. A moratorium. Moratorium on that. He's not coming home. But they, they try to play up to saying, well, you won a state title in Nebraska. How is it? It's not a thing. Ask him about wrestling stuff. And so it's like they're finding the only questions you can ask where Thomas Gilman can't give an interesting answer. Like just if don't. you if you went back and listened to um, him and Mike Finn asked the same questions in 2017, like it's literally the exact same. The first two questions he asked about Cruz and then Lincoln. Mike Finn's awesome. He's the man. But I'm retiring those questions. Those have been retired. I don't want to hear about Thomas Gilman doing anything in Nebraska ever again. Okay. So that's Gilman. Zane Rutherford, Jordan Oliver. J.O. makes it through the, the challenge tournament. Looks pretty good doing so. Was looking good. It was up 6-1 against Zane. And one exchange kind of changed everything. It was this 2-2 uh, two and two head pinch sequence for Zane where it was very clear that Zane stepped all the way out both feet. Yep. And they... It was a bad, could, it was a bad call. Yeah, so... In it was a bad what, call. There's a couple things with that. One, what... I mean, it was so obvious he stepped out. What rule did they think that they were following that they allowed the, the next two to happen? Should it have been two Zane and then one for J.O.? Or, like, just an out-of-bounds, like, stoppage call there? Well, there was the the previous, like he he got he would have gotten the two for the previous. That's what I said, yeah. Yeah, and then I think they should have said step out. Yeah, so two and one instead instead of two and two for two Zane. and one or yeah, two and one or I mean, 
there is a scenario where I guess I could see two and zero grounded because Zane was sort of yes. I mean, even if they said that, what? No way on God's green earth is that two and two. That's a chest wrap. Jordan Oliver pushes forward. Zane goes out of bounds. Almost YOLO chest wrap. Okay, we'll give Zane two. Zane was on. He was almost on the basketball floor. Um, so what, I don't get it. What is the actual but, rule there? Well, because there are scenarios where you can step out and still score. Yeah, it's mainly on the I shots. Guess, but, the, but the but the move had had the move has to have started. He, Zane did not attempt any move whatsoever before he was out of bounds. Well, he had literally just chest wrapped him. So could they not say that he was doing that move? I mean, no, they can't. I mean, unless you're blind, he chest wraps. Then Jordan Oliver drives forward. Zane is in a full sprawl. At no point in time is that a continuation. That's a separate move. Yeah. Well, also, I saw clearly a separate move. Pretty sure it was this weekend and not the open, but anyway, doesn't matter what it was. Uh, some it was a girls' match, was in quad pod and then went back to like pull the leg up, like pull the thigh up to her armpit, and got like backed out. So like she was in on the shot, mm-hmm. had her up in a quad pod, was had had the the thigh up here and got backed out, and she gave up one because she stepped out. Now that's a completely different position, but it's the same general idea. Even if you are in an offensive attack, if you go out of bounds, it's that other person's point. Yeah, I and the listen, there are safeguards in place for bad calls. It's called a challenge brick, and Jordan Oliver yeah. asked for a challenge brick, and they wouldn't throw it. So that was on the one hand, reason. the big, the the worst part of it, I feel for Jordan because he asked for it, wanted it. They didn't throw it for him. For whatever reason, they didn't throw it for him. And that's the real thing. Jordan can't throw it for himself, which I think he should be able to do. Um, I've seen guys do it before. Yeah. One time, Pat Downey didn't have anyone in his corner. Um, so, yeah, that that to me, it's like, listen, freestyle is really tough to officiate. And that's why we had the challenge cube because we know that the two out of three are going to make mistakes sometimes. We throw the brick. We'll get it right. If you don't throw the brick, I can't I can't get but so excited, right? It's not like they threw the brick and then they still said, yeah, two and two for Zane. That that would have been worse. So And there's also, you know, Jordan, you're still up. Like you still have a lead at the time. And he would have and here's the other thing. If they had challenged and lost, he would still be up six six criteria. Because I think it was six to five. Yes, it was. It was six to five. They would have challenged he would have had criteria by having three twos when Zane had two ones. So, yep. There's no, there's really the the downside was was really small to throw the brick there, and they didn't do it, and I was confused. And so Jordan kind of was like, throw the brick, didn't throw it. Then after the match, he immediately goes to his corner. He's like, why didn't you guys throw the brick there? You know the the two point conversion chart. That they have in the NFL, it's like when you should go for two, like based on the time and the score. Yeah. Brock Height <laughs> should make one for when you throw the brick in yeah. freestyle, like based on based on potential uh, the uh, ne- criteria scenarios. Mm-hmm. Well, that was that was a time where you definitely throw it because one, you're probably right to throw it, and two, even if you lose, you're still oh, the one time. The times I don't think you challenge are like when you're literally in the lead and you will challenge yourself out of the lead, right? Like I think it's just so. It was 6-5 after that, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. 
six five and it says that there was one oh four on the clock. So I mean you still got to weather it. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. And, and you know, e- either way, a takedown beats you, right? Yeah. So it, it's they they should have thrown the brick and they didn't, and that's where the my issue is. Um, but to me, a, c- a couple things stood out in the these matches. One, I thought Jordan really came out with a gate great game plan. He kind of like seeded a lot of the mat. And yeah. got Zane real excited, and then boom, he hit the slide by. Boom, he hit a reattack, and he did it again in in the second match. Like these, he really played the edge really, really intelligently. Um, but mm-hmm. but in this, they're just his head hands weren't there on the level I think they need to be there for him to be one to make this team, but two just to have world level success. Zane got into his legs, got to his legs probably more than Jordan got to his. Which, if you think who's the better leg attacker, no one's gonna say, "Oh, Zane Rutherford." But correct, b- based on how many times his hands touched his legs, you kind of have to say Zane Rutherford, right? And Jordan is is good when you're on his leg, but he's not super elite there. And, and Zane's a good finisher, and so Look I think that the, was like the real liability for Jordan. I thought it was a fantastic like dynamic match. That first match where Zane's Getting him to the edge and Jordan's like Olay and stuff and turn it into his points was sort of fascinating. Um, and I know we'll break this down a hundred ways to Sunday, but real quick, Yanni Zane. So I, the way I like to look at at these, you know, when you're going to have rematches. So I'm thinking about Gilman fix. Like, what's going to determine what what are the adjustments each guy can make? And I'm thinking for Thomas. Man, the clear adjustment is I'm going to get Dayton to the edge and he's going to try to do this grounding thing. If I can figure out how to score from there, I'll beat him soundly, right? And for Dayton, you know, if he can make an adjustment where he's not getting moved around as much and trust his offense and attacks more, I can see why why, why Dayton will, will win two matches and, and make the team. Like, I can see that. With Yanni and Zane again, I'm not sure what, what it is exactly. Like, can Yanni... Uh, get to Zane's legs consistently and finish. If he's getting the legs, I think he'll win. Um, can he count on countering Zane to death again? That's my thing is I think, and he said it in his interview, I think Yanni needs to focus more on Zane not getting to his legs or mm-hmm. not getting in as deep when he does. Like taking all of Zane's leg attacks and making them 15% less effective, 20% less effective, whatever that, whatever the case may Let's be. Let's call it 13. Sure. But – like not letting him get to your legs, which is like an oversimplification of things. Like how do you do that? Okay, head hands, whatever. But that to me is more more what it's about because I think Yanni will score on Zane. Yeah, can Yanni uh, if if Yanni's fully offensive and able to attack legs consistently against Zane, I think that really favors him, right? Because I just don't see him getting countered. Um, I mean, he shot forty seven times against Bajrang. Yeah, he never stopped shooting. It was crazy. It was almost like. I was like, hey, you kind of stop. Well, I was just thinking, man, Bowdrang just maybe just left himself super open there. It was like trying to, like, maybe he was almost like yawning where he was like, I need to get counters here. That's how I'm going to beat this kid. Bowdrang's leg defense is not good. No. Relative to his world silver medal level. Right. Yeah, he's going to get in shootouts. So I I think Yanni's going to win. I think the arc is with Yanni. But listen, Zane's got Kale and Cody and Casey in his corner. And that is an X factor. 
And they're going to have And now he only has to, yeah, now he only has to focus on one guy, right? So there's going to yeah. be adjustments coming. Um, we kind of talked about, well, James Green looked very good throughout the whole tournament. I don't know if there's a whole much to talk about, a whole lot to talk about a 70. No. Um, Isaiah against Nolf, we talked about that. Ringer Zahid. Whoa. So back up a little bit. Um, <laughs> Zahid beats Mark 5-0. Not a close match. It was it was Zahid, um, kind of one step ahead of him, and I, I knew I was wrong after the semi when Becker almost <laughs> beat Mark. I was like, I did, I really did it again. I knew I did it again. I even said it on the show. I was like, we're really doing this again, guys. We're picking Mark, and all of us did except for Nomad. I'm pretty sure. But uh, then I got the final wrong or the best three wrong. Yeah. So and then Ringer. So I, I guess I've entered the nomad zone where I'm going to pick Zahid to beat Mark moving forward here. I don't know how much they're going to – they may never wrestle again because I think happen. Zahid's going up to 84. Slash 86. 84 slash 86. I think Zahid will be at 84 next year. He'll, he'll probably wrestle 85. Greco. <laughs> 85 Greco. Maybe. Um. Yeah, I can't wait for you guys to all – run that back at some point you guys know you're gonna switch at some point well i don't know nope. mark's like when when if mark has a close match against ben harvey green ellis or nick becker or whoever uh the patriots start at running back i think that uh it's not a big deal i you know i sometimes i see kyle dake beat a guy by three points and it's like i'm not i don't care um no but it's you know what it was it's nomad's point it's nomad's point it's offense yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and right now, Mark can't get to legs and generate offense very well. He couldn't get his duck under, the, the, the duck that he's been doing his whole life, and he couldn't get that, I don't know what you guys call it, the Pete Rose single where he's on his belly, and he's extended yeah. like that, and he kicked out of it, ran all the way, you know, 18 feet around. Those were his only two things he tried the whole time. And Z, I mean – the thing that was impressive to me was Zahid, and we forget that Zahid has these because he's so offensive, but Zahid's freaking reattack counter was amazing. That was that was like one of the best moves of the whole freaking thing. That from off the duck where it looked like Mark was kind of in, yeah. he just circled left, circled left, circled left, and blew through him on the double. And that was, I think I even said this on the call, like the whole thing with Zahid in high school was how amazing his defense was. Like that was like the story about <laughs> Zahid Valencia. Yeah. And then he gets to college and he shoots – so much, you're like, you don't even remember. This guy's defense is insane. Yeah. And you, mm-hmm. you kind of get reminded every now and again when he's in these wars like he was with against Mark. So he wins against Mark. And then I just did not see the dismantling coming. And as dom- and certainly Daringer as a, uh, has been a dominator. But we watched that U.S. Open. You're like, okay, well, yes, Chance Marsteller and these guys. But once it's a real – once it's Zahid Valencia – it's not going to be like that. And it was like that. So It was like there was like he entered another dimension. He a was pow- doing There's something. a power dimension that there's something was going on. Like he was doing stuff that was just, right? Am I right? Oh, yes. Was- I mean, it's stuff we'd seen him do, but in it's seen him do against good guys, but against Zahid Valencia and I think we all knew to kind of throw out Rochester, right? I think we knew that wasn't going to happen again. Uh, no one, no one really expected that. I know Nomad predicted him to win, but I don't think you thought it would look like Rochester. I, my preview, I had Zahid over Ringer in three matches. Yeah, 
which I still stand by, but man. I wouldn't stand by it. I no, I mean, I, I stand like at the time going in, like it made sense in my head. Got it. So that's what I mean by that. Like, okay. I still stand by that. However, don't stand by it. Right holy now. freaking crap. Here, you, you, you want some numbers of Ringer's domination? Drop them. Drop Last em. two years, 79 kilos, 30 and four. Can you name the four losses real quick? Two to Zahid. Two to Zahid. One to Dake. One to Dake and one to Gadji, who has a win over Dake and is a world bronze medalist. Yes. His only international loss. Um, 30, 30 and four with 279 points for and 40 against. Okay. That is pretty... so... so. Which includes, fair. which includes, and these aren't, um, these aren't our How many sister four? Mary. 279 for 40 against. Wow. Yeah. These, and these and aren't had Ricky a criteria match these are, take. these are, these are Koloff title. These are Ukrainian title. These are bronze at Uregan. I mean, he's lighting people up at these tournaments. Mm-hmm. That's like twelve. That's like twelve points a match. He's averaging across all his belts. That's a lot. Yeah, he's. I'm telling you, and and the thing that Nomad keeps bringing up, Dake has not wrestled. Dake has not wrestled. Man, can you just show up? And beat Alex Derringer after not wrestling. I know he's wrestling hard in the corner ring. He's probably wrestling with Gabe Dean and all the hammers they have there. But can you just show up? And it's it's Kyle Dake. He's a w- world champion. He's one of the best we've ever seen. But it's as well as Ringer is rolling right now. I just it's gonna be tough. And I, I I still probably gun to my head am gonna pick Kyle Dake because Kyle Dake is Kyle Dake. But man, on paper, it's a scary proposition. How often do guys, and I think Willie mentioned this for NCAAs when we like we still weren't sure when Seth Gross was come back. How often can guys just show up and win at this level? Like, like what is the actual number of times we've seen it? And, what, and one thing I was thinking about yesterday was what can what, – so Dake is not a stranger to long layoffs because he's had injury problems before. Yep. What has it looked like when he's been gone, like in 2014 when he missed time? Mm-hmm. What was his – when was his first thing back? How did he do when he first came back, right? How has he responded after the long layoff or two that he's had in his career? That's what I'm curious about because he's going to get dropped into the fight. There's no, there's not going to be some acclimation tournament where he gets his feel. It's, he's going to be practicing, and then he's going to be wrestling uh, Alex Daringer. Now, you know, there's rumors swirling about a, a delayed wrestle-off there. I don't know anything about that other than I'm hearing it's going to happen. But we don't know for sure when or where it's going to happen. I'm hoping everything happens at the rack. I mean, you know, Downey is – and we'll get to Downey, I'm sure. But Downey's been – I think Downey knows he's not going to get to wrestle him at Rutgers. I think he knows that David's not wrestling him there. But I know he really wants to. Um, so it's – I don't know. It's interesting. Um, I don't know if you have any other daring or uh, heat thoughts, Willie. Derringer, Zahid, no, but Derringer, Dake. Dake, I I mean, I think everybody's going to pick Dake because Kyle Dake is Kyle Dake and guy's a winner. Um, I definitely would not. Under the circumstances, under the the long layoff, under the auspices of potential injury, and coming off a very narrow win, right? I mean, when, when Kyle Dake was... All systems go. Uh, he almost beat him. What are you doing? I'm just googling auspices. He's looking. Did I use auspices. that right? 
Uh, a divine or prophetic token. I don't know that you didn't use it right. You didn't say it right. How would you say it? Well, maybe I didn't use it and say it right. All right. Coming off. Correcting somebody on how to pronounce a word again. Oh, my gosh. Anubis. Here we go. (laughs) It's Anubis. Uh, Anyway, when Kyle Dake was all systems go, Ringer almost beat him. So there's make an argument. He should have won the match. Auspices. Yeah. Auspices. Yes. yes, that is correct. Not Got it. Species. But so you could I made an argument right. that that Ringer should have won that match last year. Right. Yeah. But mm-hmm. like he kind of got hosed on that call. Mm-hmm. That happened. So there's a chance, right? There's a. It's a thing. Okay. It's definitely a thing. Eighty-six. Pat down. So, someone get Pat down his phone. This man. <laughs> Why this man, why am I laughing? Because Pat Downey is—he's <laughs> calling everyone everything but a but a child of God on Twitter. He's, he's calling everybody. I except just happen to be looking. I'm on Instagram looking at there's some post about Ringer and Dake. He's like at ringing is going to tech at Dake. He's adding Pat. You might be on the team, and so might Kyle Dake. Do you have to say that maybe someone's going to tech? You can think it. Do you have to publicly say, Pat, I think Kyle Dake's going to get teched? Pat won the Open and then won the trials and was like, I, I'm saying whatever I want now. I'm just saying. <laughs> Carte blanche. No he was so close to, like, like there was, there was an arc of redemption, of, like, anti-hero, yeah. of, like, like, okay, people are starting to come around, and then it's like, you know nah, what? That Pat's a good kid. Drop a match on it. Pat, you know what? Pat Downey is, he really is a good, you know, he's good. He's coming around. He's changing his ways. Now the fans are like, no, Pat is Pat is Pat Downey. That is who <laughs> he, he is. Listen, he is Pat. He is definitely Pat Downey. Man, he said, I don't know, I'm going to read that one about the training. <laughs> I'm not even going to read it. I don't think that's, it's not fair to David. It's not fair to David at all. Yeah. Uh, somewhere, but he's. <laughs> is there a is there a level of is there a level of Ben Askren is esque there like like no you, may, yeah, where you he doesn't this? no this is, is like four steps further up? than Askren. Askren would never say do you want to take it to the parking lot. I don't think he would ever accuse no. someone of PEDs. I don't think he would oh, be challenged. He would. Well, he asked me, Mike. But, well, he, he would. He would. Ben but, has. Well, yeah, no, he has, but I, I don't think he would. I don't know. I don't think he would just do that to David just because he trains at a place where T.J. Dillashaw did. Um, I don't know. Oh yeah, he tweeted Pat Downey. Word on street: Dake and Magic Man seeking special wrestle offs. They don't want to deal with the best hair in USA wrestling. At ringing, goons. His, his braids were tighter than like any girls there. Like it. They were pretty impressive. <laughs> so Daniel Cormier is coming at him. I think that they've long not liked each other, mm-hmm. Cormier and Downey. On Instagram, Down, uh, Cormier said he's going to get teched, LMAO. And then, I don't know, Downey probably said something. The DC goes, don't worry about me. You got big problems to deal with. Don't get embarrassed by DT. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, – what a life Pat Downey has lived at, at this point. It's still so much life to give. It's and really something. It is really going to stink if that match doesn't happen at the rack. Oh, yes. Big time. 
Um, can, we, can we talk about why everyone oh. is just blaming Downey for the stuff with Heflin? I don't. Yeah, I didn't really understand yeah. that. Clearly, Heflin was swinging like very hard too. Yeah, it was. And like that didn't. That wasn't just one person. Like that was both people. It, I mean, it, it's just, yeah, that was it's just thing, Downey. Yeah. So they're just like, oh, it was Downey's fault. It's the same thing if like if Austin DeSanto was in a match like that, they'd be like, well, classic DeSanto. It's like, no, it takes two to reach the level that it was at. Yeah, that's what annoyed me. Th- there was one part where the official just kept talking to Pat. Like, it was yeah. like... It, you said it on the call. You're like, he doesn't need a lecturing. Yeah, it, it was it was weird. I'm like, wait, well, hold on. One, Why is Pat getting this, like, guidance yeah, counseling the, right now? It's like, Heflin, they're, like, punching each other. It's, like, very the one even. Time, the one time, Downey takes down Heflin, and Heflin's, like, throwing elbows from bottom... But yeah, it was Pat's fault. Yeah. Pat didn't even do anything. P- Pat does plenty. You don't have to look for something with Pat. You know, it's uh, it doesn't have to be fabricated. He's gonna step it outside. But yeah, I thought that was very even how they were wrestling each other and the physicality. And I didn't like I didn't like how it ended. I didn't like that. It was a it was a scrappy two match series. Thought it could have ended a little more subtly. But Pat had to. Pat rubbed it in a little bit there and. Um, Heflin didn't want to shake his hand. Right, so somebody was saying Heflin's right hand is hurt, and when Downey went to shake it, he, like, squeezed it, like, to hurt him. Okay. I don't know. Well, they didn't even shake hands. Yeah, they didn't shake hands. Heflin wouldn't even put it out. Heflin called him a a punk and told him there was no – you could literally read his lips. He's saying no respect. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, not not the the best – Look for Pat at the end there, but nothing, nothing so horrible. Um, so yeah, that's eighty six Downey DT. That's that's spicy. It is spicy. I, you know what the the Taylor rumors are so the 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 breath. How many different things I've heard from the degrees of the injury, from the worst of the worst knee thing to oh it's fine. It'll be probably wrestle at the rack like. Meaning, I know nothing, except, yeah, I I'm pretty sure it's gonna be moved back, but you can't get any real information about this, so I don't know. Well, the real troopers are good to see it, the ones that are in Fargo, like myself, <laughs> Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be it. That'll be too bad. Well, well, it stinks though. Like, I think it stinks that it's not at the rack, or or it, there's potential to not be at the rack. Um, but things like that happen, and but to me, what really stinks is if Dake does it too. Now you have two on one card that are not going to be there. Yeah, that will really, really stink for sure. Um, I don't know. David tweeted, "Final X and Rutgers at No Bickle, smooth as silk." Yeah, at No Bickle. Yeah, but maybe he's like, "Yeah, Final X Rutgers, stand up, represent. That's us." Kyle Dake's coming to Vegas, baby. <laughs> Wait, what? Remember when Kyle Dake was yeah. like, I'm coming to Vegas, and you were like, oh, that means he's wrestling. I'm like, I think he's just going. Yeah, he's just he's just going. He's just messing with me. Uh, all right. You made Nomad write an article about it. No, I never actually He didn't wrote write it. it. I didn't ever actually oh, write it. Oh, I thought like, you this, <laughs> this, this is not evidence enough for me. Yeah, he needed more. Okay. I don't Therefore, think I saw. You guys, I don't know, even know if I saw Kyle at the – Open. I didn't even get to talk to him. Um, but somebody there. said, 
Yeah, I know. But one of you guys, did somebody say he looked kind of smallish? Well, I was just thinking about Ringer and the behemoth that he is. And then I did. I saw Kyle, and, you know, he looked like how he looks. And I was just thinking, whoa, those two are going to wrestle in the same weight class. And Ringer may just have, like, next-level power. I don't know. It's just it's notable. I thought he looked. Did Nomad stand next to him? I don't think at any point. No, but Ringer's a gorilla. He is so so big and strong. Apparently, he's going up to 86. Someone. He said that in his interview. Yeah. Afterwards, he said, "I ain't cutting down. I get big." It just makes sense. He's a power wrestler. Like everything he does, the dumps, the shots, like everything that he does is just so power dependent. And like, why would you? Why would you cut that out of your game? Why and cut down? And like. When, even when he was college eligible, like the the weight he got up to was sort of like legendary. Oh like, really? He looked big. Like when when he was wrestling sixty five, like before his junior or senior year, the word out of there was like, yeah, Ringer's walking around at like two o two. No, Crutchmer, like I, Buffalo status. I yeah. remember Crutchmer told me and Beta that one time we were up there for a duel. He said him and Ringer got up get up to like 200 in the offseason. Oh, my god! Yeah. You tell me they cut weight at Oklahoma State? <laughs> Evidently. <laughs> Mounting evidence. Okay, so that was that. 92, Bo Nickel was super dominant. We expected that. Him versus Jaden is going to be really something. He else. wasn't super, super dominant in the second match. Well, there was a – I thought there was somewhat of a turning point. He came out a little less assertive, but when he got in on that shot and Machiavello kicked out – Right. I think it jimmied up his shoulder. He's like, okay, let's just get across the finish line here and worry about it later. But, I mean, I think you saw. That's, that's the second time, though, because, you know, pins Colin Moore in 14 seconds or whatever it was in the duel and then beat him. Like, he was never a doubt, but it was close. And then still blaze. And then here again, you know, beats him in, what, a minute eight and then yeah. 5-0. Like, again, decisively in terms of watching the match, but not on the scoreboard. Yeah. And I'm just, you know, Jaden's a. I'm I'm gonna pick Jaden or Bo Nickel. I'm gonna say it now. I'm gonna say it when we do our picks, whenever over the next three weeks. Um, I don't know. Yeah, Jaden's incredible. Well, it makes for an incredible matchup. I mean, oh, so, yeah. <clears throat> probably the GCC, I don't know. Last, yeah. you know, you sort of, Kyve and Kyle, you sort of know what you're getting. Um. Jaden and Bo, I mean, Jaden's a world champion. You kind of lean, but you don't know what you're getting. You don't know how it will look, kind of. You know, at least you get to get to see a fresh, fresh kind of matchup. Um, Gable, we talked about Gable and Kuhn. What? Um, I wasn't there. How was? How was the trials in Raleigh? How was the venue? How was the town? Great, great, great. Raleigh's awesome. Talk- NC State's awesome. Good venue. Talk about going back there at some point. Is that what I heard? Well, I don't know, but I, I hope so. They yeah, I have I have several points about this. Number one, the arena is beautiful. Rounds Coliseum, awesome. Uh, two, beautiful. it is. <laughs> it's much better than last year. Oh, it's much better than last year. Breathtaking. Oh, I'm sorry that you what you want it in a high school gym. Absolutely. Or you want it in you want it in a real you want it in a real gym or you want it in a high school gym? Because that's what we got last year. So let's put it. So let's continue to put these things in real arenas. Let's continue to put it in cities that want the event. Mm. Raleigh gave 
the event a pile of money to host it there. Let's not let's let's have the the city chase the event, not not vice versa. Let's have it in areas where you know we can. What? Are you saying Rally is singlet chaser? I'm saying that, like, when you have these events, sometimes you gotta like find cities where, as opposed to Raleigh giving giving the event a whole mm. s ton of money to have it there. That's a good thing. Keep working them, Christian. Let's get them rolling. I don't like. I don't understand. Like, I mean, all right, you guys can like clown on me, but like, th- these are all good things for our sport. It's the postmodern so. architecture of Reynolds Coliseum was. Truly. Did you not think that Splendid. Reynolds was so much better than... It looked much nicer than Rochester. Yes. I will say that. Of course. Then why would you Why would you not want it in a nicer gym? You know what? You nards. I, I loved it. I loved it there. <laughs> all You know what all it was missing? Was Wild Bill's. Remember that oh place? Oh, my God. Yeah. Wild Bill's. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing it's missing. Did um, you guys find any place like that? No, we went to a couple places. One, we got like basically strip search to go to this um, brewery. Place seems that- safe. Oh yeah, it was that insane. Was, there was a weirwood tree inside. That was a whole. A what? Uh, a what tree? The tree that talked. The tree know. from Game of Thrones. Like it had a face. Yeah. And it was yeah. inside the bar. It's brand there. Yeah. All right, moving on. He's wheeling around. We talked about <laughs> talked about trials. We have friends. They have questions. Let's get to them. Um. Folk style head pinch. If you're attending Final X Rutgers, resulted in your spouse registering a level eight anger, classic one to ten scale, for an unknown duration, would you still attend? This is a great question. It's a tough question. It's why I'm starting with it. I want to devote maximum brain power to it. So registering a level eight in anger on its own, you can you can withstand that storm. The unknown duration is what gives me pause. So you're gonna have to feel that out. If you feel like this is a, a week or two, and you can weather that, but if this is something that sets you back six months, folk style head pinch, it may be a mistake. I want to know why. I want to know why it's going to result in any sort of level eight anger. You know, maybe maybe we don't know this the situation with folk style. Maybe folk style head pinch has some young kids at home that he would be leaving, and the the wife has to tend to that, and she's got a full time job and yeah, the may, whole thing. Maybe folk style head pinch's wife is a nurse, and ha- like that is her like turn to work. The the you know how they do like four days on for three days mm-hmm. off or whatever, and like that's her turn to to work, mm-hmm. and then they got to pay a babysitter. So now they're you know, now they're digging into to the junior's college fund. Now they're losing money. Yeah. yeah. Maybe she's a prison what? guard, and she's got to work what? a double at the prison. Why? Why is this? I don't know. Pulling out shift work Maybe theories. she worked. Why? Maybe this is folk day. style head pinching his wife's uh, anniversary or something, and he doesn't day. want to spend the day with her. He wants to go watch wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. You talk about level eight anger. Nomad goes. Maybe it's a four-day, twelve-hour workday. <laughs> <laughs> you know, probably that. Um, <laughs> I have level eight anger with your handle. Folk style head pinch. It doesn't even make sense. Next question. That's why it's great. That's why it's great. It's the, the irony. Um, okay, next question. Yes, Zane Rutherford, Tony Rotundo points out that Zane Rutherford did the under the little chin thing. He did it to uh, Jordan Oliver. I don't understand it. But Someone yes. needs to do it to him. Yeah. That'd See how be, he likes it. He likes it. Give him a little tickle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> shut up, dude. Uh, Michael Malay, the NJRTC is starting to become more elite, along with the kids wrestling for Rutgers. Was this something already in progress or a direct result of Highlight Hump, Reese Humphrey being in charge of the program? I don't know. 
Um, I would give a lot of credit to the powers that be that just, first of all, they said, hey, we're going to be dedicated to freestyle wrestling here. And I think a big part of it is these guys are actually, they have the structure, right? They have practice. Whereas there's a lot of places in a lot of these schools, it would surprise you. The, the Yeah, you're tra- training full-time freestyle, but you're on the college schedule and you get your training and you get the things that you get when you get them, right? And the, the full attention is on the NCAA athletes. And so you're kind of, it's on you to kind of own your schedule and when you train and when you get and who puts you through stuff. Whereas Reese, I believe, is really truly running a practice and running has these guys on a schedule. Um, that's my theory. Well, some of these places don't even have RTC coaches, like separate oh, yeah, many, from their mm-hmm. college program. For sure. So I think uh, I think that's part of it. But, yeah, a lot of credit to the NJRTC. Um, Matt, if Taylor can't go, should we hold a delayed special wrestle-off between 79 Loser and Downey? We want the best team, right? Oh, that reminds me. Uh, I'm glad I put this in here. So I won't say who or anything, but just you know how um, as soon as we saw Taylor got hurt, we said, would anyone come down from 92? Would anyone come up from 79 to go into it? That'll really tell the test. A coach reached out and said, hey, should we go to 86? You know, you want the best team, blah, blah, blah. Maybe we should consider this. And basically they're like, no, you should stay at the weight you're at, basically. Meaning we think Taylor's going to be back. So take that for what it's worth. I don't know what it means, but I just wanted to say that and have that out there. Um, hmm. But no, the loser of 79 should not get a special wrestle off if Taylor can't go. If you wanted to go 86, you could have entered 86 <coughs> at World Team Trials or the U.S. Open and done it that way. But you wanted to go 79 or 92, so that's the weight you're at, and you have to live with your choices now for the rest of your life. I mean, that was that was a situation when they were, you know, discussing the final X process this year. I mean, one thing that was on the table was um, a format where you could move weights after losing, but they ultimately didn't go that that route. Right, right. All right, I'm going to text uh, Sion, let him know we're wrapping up here. Um, so next question. We talked about Bo rolling his shoulder. Uh, did Nolf get big brother by Imar? Is Imar really that much better than Nolf? I think he's, you know, he, I think he's just, I think he's a little bit better. And sometimes if you're a little bit better, just a little bit makes it so you look like you're way better. I think yeah. that's what we had a little I bit mean, there. You know, everything's, I don't want to say against Nolf, but Imar had a, Imar had a longer runway in, um, a lot of respects. Imar had a head start in a lot of specs, you know, focusing on freestyle for a full calendar year, um, being a full size 74. So, um, that. I also just think Imar's locked in right now. Yeah. Like, in a way that maybe he hasn't been before. All right, here's a, here's a good one from Liam Volkloss. Do you think PD3 could get under David's skin like he does with a lot of other people? Also, delayed wrestle off? Um, well, I don't know that P3 necessarily gets under his competitor's skin necessarily. I think he just beats them, the ones he beats. But the answer is no. He's not going to get on. I don't think he's going to get under David Taylor's skin. He put and, hashtag man dog season. Yeah, I was waiting for you to say that. <laughs> yeah, what does that mean? I think he went for him to put oh, dog, dog man. man. <laughs> well, 
<laughs> no, I get it. I thought he meant Mad Dog or something. <laughs> like, oh, are we calling Downey Mad Dog now? I don't understand. But yeah, now I get it. David has had instances and matches where he has been flustered. Yeah, there has there there has to be some. How do I say this? He's so much better than Pat. Like I don't. He's just, right. He's they, they've happened against like Jordan. Like, yeah, or you Jay. get yeah Jordan Burrows. Sure. You know Kyle, Kyle Dake maybe you get flapped a little. Yeah, but I just don't see it against him. I mean, you know he was calling. Bo Nickel Gumby and all this stuff after he won NCAAs and he got teched by him. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't see it. PD3 is – I mean, he's certainly wrestling better than he ever has, right? He's like wrestling awesome. What, Willie? Uh, he's wrestling better than he ever has. He's also talking about as bad as he ever has. <laughs> he's not He's not Iowa State bad uh, yet. He's <laughs> – He's he's towing the line though, like only yeah. PD three can. Prepare to be debunked. Prepare to be debunked. Yeah, that was <laughs> that, made, that, that was made me fantastic. laugh. I laughed out loud when I saw that. <laughs> he thought about it too. How did he come up with that? I think that was dramatic pause. I think he's had it. Yeah. You think so? You yeah. think he was sitting on it? Yeah. Wow. That's pretty Prepare interesting. Funky bunky. Yeah, I had to explain that that was like his nickname at trials. The funky. Oh bunky. yeah. Yeah. Fellas, no question this week from Big Italian Classic. <laughs> I just want to say I appreciate that most episodes now are at least 90 minutes long. I like to call them FRL long cuts. Keep up the good work. Um, Big Italian Classic. Class At Classic Chill. I like this guy. He sounds like someone you could hang out with, eat a nice sandwich. You know, watch, know, watch a sports like game. He sounds like he goes to Wawa frequently. Um, <laughs> so he's probably jacked about uh, I was thinking, Hayden make, or, uh, Trent making the team. Oh, yeah. Loving, loving the hoagie. But I did like... I did like that note because I like the long, I like the long episodes, especially in the summertime. In the in the in the course of the regular season, got so much to do. It's like as soon as the show ends, we have like a, a million things to do. But I like I don't know how you guys feel, but I like the long episodes. Oh, I do too. I mean, I don't. We never will gratuitously stretch them out. We will stop the show like Willie and I stopped it like. 50 minutes the one show and sometimes we'll go an hour and a half it's just we'll go sure as the, as the juice flows so if it flows for 90 minutes then uh there you go i i just like that they're long cuts because willie's not dipping anymore but he still can get the long cut um <laughs> twice a week at least for an hour and a half <laughs> so that's good all right now if you are a wrestling fan and not a game of thrones fan <laughs> this is probably the time where you should leave you should stop listening. Off. If you haven't finished Game of Thrones and you don't want it to be spoiled, you should also leave. So this no, you is know me. what? It's not. There's this, no. There's nothing to spoil. It sucked. This is me actively, <laughs> actively trying to drive viewership away. It's a, it's a first. Is Bracky singing the, the intro song? Now that was the best part of the show. <laughs> How about <Yeah>. that? <laughs> he is all out. No one is pleased about the way this came. To end, Sion is supposed to be coming. He has been texted. Um, I texted him. Let me see. Oh, he always great. complains about wait. not coming on. Yeah, right. Next time he'll feel offended that we didn't get him on the show. Oh, all uh, the time. We even texted. He he he's as soon as he comes in, we should insult his work ethic because he's yeah. not working. Yeah, right. We're working. He's not. Yeah, literally. When he walks in here. Oh, first thing I'm gonna do. He is the biggest one. He kind of. He's an honest guy, but he tells all these lies about like why he's not on the show or what other people. But then, and then he also like 
basically his thing is he insults everyone's work ethic at all times. You'll be sitting there writing, doing work. He'll be like, when y'all gonna get to work around here? I'm like, see, I'm literally, you're watching me work right now. As he's up away from his desk. Yeah, where are you going? He's walking laps all the time, chatting it up. So we'll see if he even comes back here. I don't even know. But the reason we're doing this, I don't know why. Nomad has some sheet up. I don't know if he has some. No, I just went while we were waiting oh, for Sion. Nope. I was just going to mention some of the other Final X matchups. He's, no. Oh, no, he's not here. We're not going to do that. We're okay. going to talk about We've We've already gotten rid of the wrestlers. So we're going to talk about yeah. Game we've of Thrones finale. It's over. It happened. Um, I watched in, uh, in Raleigh, North Carolina. And I got to say, I was not happy with, with how it ended. I was mad at many people. I can't stand jo- Jon Snow. They took a strong man with great moral, and they just, I, I couldn't stand what he became the last episode. I, I know Bracky was mad. They made him Kevin Durant. They made him a triple B. Whoa, wow. <laughs> they made him a cupcake. Wait, can we, can we, hold on. Let's, <laughs> I mean, they did. <laughs> and I don't understand it. And I'm pissed. Now we have to explain what triple B is. Do people know what triple B is? You can B figure out what triple no, B means. No, we ain't going to do Baby that. Baby back. Ribs. Baby back. Well, let's differentiate. I'm, I'm tired of the heat that Jon Snow's taken here. We, we need to differentiate oh, and wow. say that the, writers, that the writers made him. Jon Snow in and of himself is Correct. not a baby back. They no. made him. Listen, if you want an example of how the world, I mean, that's just saying the world is an unfair place. This dude was on the front lines of everything. He was the catalyst for everything. And at the end of the show, they're like, we all got all the stations in life that we want. John, take one for the team and go to the wall and never procreate and never see the sunshine. Uh, that's your that's your reward. Yeah, not good. Not I good mean, enough. why was he just not like, you know what? F all y'all. I'm the true heir to the throne. I'm taking this dragon. And you know yeah. what? We're just going to rule this thing. Yeah. This guy. And he just push over Bran in his stupid little wheelchair. Why is Bran? Bran has no leadership skills at all. First of all, how does he end up with the throne? One. How are they like, this is, why was he such a unanimous choice? It was such a, like a cheap way out. It's like, oh, it'll be so ironic because the person who will hold the final seat of power will be someone who is paralyzed and is weak and whatever. But like they just they just made that the end, but they didn't do anything to make that make any sense whatsoever. They just want to have a cute ending. And I'll tell you what too. They spent the entire, what, eight seasons and the Starks are so virtuous i tell you what, F the Starks, because everyone took a crap on Jon Snow. I mean, all of a sudden, they're, they're this virtuous play people. They're all getting what they want in life, but Jon Snow got to go to the thing? Yeah, yeah, hold on. Sorry, we're, we're rearranging because Sion's here. Now, I just realized, I don't know how Sion's going to be able to hear anything or hear, hear Willie. That may be tough. Sion, are you on a I call right now? Is there not a thing over there? Why you got headphones yeah, on? Yeah, where's Sion? Is there not a hookup over there, Christian? Still working, man. I'm in a meeting. Oh, here we oh, go. Oh, here it is. I told you. Here told it you. is. You were in no meeting. You're not in a meeting. What kind? Of, you should be paying attention to the meeting. Are you in the meeting or are you on the show? I'm going to kick you off the show four seconds hey. in if you're going to be on a call with Craig hey, Picorni hey. the whole time. Hey, we got we got uh, extra, extra stuff here. All right, hold on. multitask, man. Can you? I didn't like one of, while you guys are getting set up. I didn't like how the like the whole final season or the final episode was going to be about like who is going to kill Danny and what's going to happen after she dies and then John kills her in this dramatic fashion. Yeah. And then the dragon just all of a sudden 
comes down and just destroys the Iron Throne. Like, he understands what's going on. And then it just cuts to, like, five months later. And it turns out he was just taken prisoner. Like, Grey Worm and, like, the Dothraki and everyone would have tried to kill him instead of just putting him in jail once they found out he killed Danny. And, and why did... Why did Grey Worm get a say? F off, Grey Worm. Yeah, what's Your name's Grey Worm, first of all. <laughs> I know. Gray You're worm. unsullied. They're not even supposed. The unsullied aren't even supposed orders. to have an opinion. His leaders did. Just follow he orders. orders. He's a lost soul. I know. He know what to do. So I, I didn't like that. The, the Drogon melting the Iron Throne was so cheesy. So corny. Like, oh wow, how symbolic. No, it's so stupid. Just like the, the thing with. Mother of Dragons, when she's walking out and the dragon's behind her, a silhouette, everyone's like freaking out about that. I'm like, this is lame. This is cheesy. Yeah. How did the dragon become sentient? Like, after eight seasons of not being sentient. What do you mean? All, all of a sudden it has feelings? All of a sudden and it, it has. Like, it like right? Her and it and has. Like no, technically, when the first dragon died, they all screamed out in pain when they noticed he died. So it actually did have feelings. Okay, but maybe about other dragons. But not about the, no. Well, I, that's always yeah, that was he, a complete he, that was a complete yeah, overreach sure. on their part. Well, of it was, a, she was, it was in, too uh, far of a reach. When they were, she was in the arena and they got in a fight. The dragon showed up to save her out of nowhere. Yes. So once again, they had feelings for Danny. So it's almost attracted to her when she's uh. I'm not so much about danger. feelings as much as she is in control of them. Well, she's dead, and they sensed that she was dead. Sion, who would you have put in charge of the whole realm uh, after Danny stabbed? If you had to choose one of them. Well, you know, Jon Snow did prove himself. He did what nobody else had to do. He had, he made the hard choice. He killed his aunt lover. <laughs> so. Would you? Now, nah, here's the real question. Sion, if you were in love with your aunt, grandma, whoever it is, sister, but she just incinerated an entire city, would you have the heart to kiss stab her? Hmm... Well, first of all, I would never be in love with my aunt, blah, 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 <laughs> sister, cousin. Don't rule it out, you man. You, you never know. That. You uh, might not know you... she's your aunt. Well, as soon yeah, as he found out he, it was his aunt, he should not have been kissing her. But would I put a knife in somebody's evil heart? Well, that'd be hard to do, you know. Sometimes I, I have five sisters, and sometimes oh, I think they're all evil. But would, you I, put, would yeah. I put a knife in, her, in either one of them's heart? Probably not. There's evil, and then there's incinerating 10,000 people. Are you, have your sisters, have they flirted with that? Probably not. I'm sure they well, listen, I'm pretty I'm sure if they had right that now. opportunity, they probably would. But, you know, gonna, <laughs> thank God they don't have right a drag. Now. You know, they Sion. probably would incinerate me at some point in life. All right. Sion but, has uh, hold on, Willie's talking. Y'all can't okay. hear each other, so you got to take turns. What, Willie? You have to interpret this for Sion because he can't hear me. But Sion had Sion has expressed to me great disdain for his sister not paying rent on time. He's talking and about so your sister not paying rent right now. Uh, you know, family members are family members, you know. All right, can we talk about how jo Jon Snow, like, throughout the entire show, had this, like, amazing moral compass and, like, always knew right from wrong. And then he just watches Danny kill the entire city. He's like, well... I don't know what to do, man. It's my queen. What am I? I mean, I know he ultimately stabbed her, but even the fact that he seemed like he was wavering somewhat there just made me so mad. How about another moral compass issue? Well, it's still his family member and somebody he loves, so his oh, moral compass on. is still going to be there. This entire show is about family killing each other. How about well, another? Uh, go oh, ahead. 
Bran Stark knows everything. Mm-hmm. He knew that Danny was going to burn down an entire city and just let it happen. Didn't say a peep. Well, no, and then and then wheeled down there and then wheeled down <laughs> to King's Landing. And and you made this point earlier. Uh, Tyrion's like, Ed, you want to be king of the north? Or whoever asked him, he's like, nah, I don't want any more. And you're like, all right, you Buddhist monk. And then <laughs> yeah. it's like, it's like, hey, you want to be king? He's like, yeah, damn right. You know I want to be king. You Let's what, go. That's what it's all been about. But I think Get you're, you're wrong. He, does, he, he knows everything about the past, not the future. No, he knows about the future, no, too. No, he only knows about the past. He's the literally great... the worst king that they could have possibly picked. No, like, it's he the can... past. He, he only knows the past. He cannot see the future. That's what I thought, too. He only but can then see when the he past. Says, He's, there's a there's a vision in season two of the dragon like literally they use the exact scene of the dragon flying over King's Landing. He sure as hell can see the future. See, well, he, he sees it's a premonition, but he only sees the past. He but cannot that, tell what's happening. Yeah, he, a premonition, but he doesn't know everything. Is like he yeah. doesn't. He's not omnipotent, right? When did he Here's stop being the three-eyed raven? He's still the three-eyed raven. That's why. That's I'm not serious. fair. Pick one. You're either king or you're the three-eyed raven. Yeah. He's a three-eyed raven yeah. king. Tyrion said he's the best choice because he he holds all the memories of the past and he makes the best king because so that they don't repeat the mistakes. He's a trash. That's literally why he's the worst because now he can become the worst tyrant of them all because he knows how to play the game better than anyone because he knows everything. Hmm. I didn't like this sentence. When he said, when they said, how about it, Bran? You you good? You want to be king? And he said... That's why I came all this way, or I came all this way. That's I didn't come all this way for nothing. Yeah. That dude wanted to be king from Jump Street. He wanted to be king from the jump after he got shoved out. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna be the king. Like what? He wanted to be what, the king. What gave, what gave any indication he wanted that to be king? Brand has no leadership skills whatsoever. He's vague. He doesn't. He hardly doesn't talk. He, he drives me crazy. That's wrong again. He has the knowledge. Every he has the knowledge of every king. Okay, how about just like as a show? He's like the new King Solomon. Hold on, as a show, there was a whole season without him. Yeah, okay. a whole season, and there's like he. And how is he this unanimous choice just because he knows the past? I don't understand that at all. Because he's the one that's the less selfish out of the whole group. He has nothing to gain. Why are you less, Why are you this brand? Sounds fan. like he's team brand. Yeah, you're yeah. team brand. Brand muffin? Hey, uh, brand the broken. If I had to choose somebody on, 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 on that hilarious. panel, who would you have put in charge I, there? Tyrion. I'd choose Tyrion. Jon Snow. Oh, um, well, John Snow was not an option because nobody they, that would have started a war, which is what they were trying John to. Re- Snow wasn't an option I can't hear Willie anymore. Snow. I don't know what happened. But who else would you have chosen? John Snow should just kill it. Like they don't want me to be king. I'm just gonna fight you. John Snow would have started a war. They just like okay. They, were, they just ended a war. They didn't want to start another one. That's another thing. How do you go and you you spend it a episode and a half showing like the chaos that war causes on humans and innocent mm-hmm. people and then nothing about the rebuild nothing it just cuts to five months later everybody's like oh okay we're back in uh, slaver's bay and or whatever like oh this, yeah and everything was cool get the freak out of here mm-hmm. how about well, when, st- uh, i gotta say as a comic book fan i hated this season it yeah. freaking sucked yeah <laughs> i didn't think um, it was good missy Let's start with the Night King. Everybody built up to this big fight for the Night King. And then what happened? One Gets st- one stab. One That's st- like going on a date with a hot girl. You build up for the night, and then you go in your pants. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's yes. literally how that is. Like, like man. Yes. Uh, That's why 
now we have Sion on this show. Even Danny. You expect it to be some kind of more dramatic way to somebody's death. Uh, Cersei Lannister. They're her death. That's just corny. That was I want, so corny. I wanted her to get roasted. Arya should have got to kill Cersei. Somebody should have killed her. Not just Jerry. She got the cheap way out. Hey, I know this was your purpose for like five years, but um, it's dangerous. Oh, thanks, Clegane. Yeah, thanks for the perspective. Home. All right. Good call, bro. I'm out. Yeah. What? Aaron, you're the bravest person on the whole show. Yeah, she's the most badass person on the show. And then she's just like, eh, I'm going to go sailing the seas. No. I mean, she's like that girl. I'm going to travel abroad. You're Arya Stark. At no point did she ever express any interest (laughs) in cartography. What happened to the list? She had no interest in cartography. Yep. She she didn't complete the list. Where's the list? The list was like the coolest thing, one of the coolest little storylines. They're just like, ah, oh, forget the list. What was the point of Dorn? What was the point of Bran not being in a whole season? What was the point of of just so of the Night King? Like, the, why did you do all them? these things? And then she could turn into many faces. The point of she could turn into many faces was that she could kill Walder Frey. <laughs> Who killed about Walder Frey? That's exactly how that. That's exactly how this season was. <laughs> if there was a comic book, I would not be. I'd be asking for my money back. Wow. I I'd be filing a complaint on eBay and say it's defective. I want my money back. You, it's, not, it's, it's not what was promised. Did you sign the petition? How about the How about the prince that was promised? How about that bull crap? What When did that come into play? What's that? The, 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 one of the main things was the prince that was promised, which is the guy who originally kills the, the king, Night King. which they thought Jon Snow was supposed to be. Yeah. But, then, but then, like, that didn't actually, that wasn't actually how it played out. The, the Lord of Light, you know, mm-hmm. the king that was promised. It wasn't the prince, it was the king that was promised, which he thought was Jon Snow. But they Hold never, on. like, Here, they never, like, sussed that out. Yeah, they, they, even on. the whole Here. Night King, not Night King, sorry, the uh, Lord of Light. What, what is the Lord of Light? They, they, you expected to see something more about that. Yeah. She just shows up, lights them guy, lights the, the Dothraki swords on fire, lights up the pit on fire, and then dies. And dies. Will he go? Can Bran have children? Can Bran have children? No. No. Sansa, Sansa made that part. That was hilarious. She's like, she was like, yeah, he doesn't work down there. His thing don't work, though. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, it doesn't How, matter. So we'll just choose... Ne- they just said that they would choose the next kings after that. Yeah. They said they no longer would have kings have sons because they turned out to be... Joffrey. Yes. That doesn't Incest. sound like any sort of conflict going forward. But you know what <laughs> You know what I never got? Like, there's a whole... The whole season, everybody was like... Season what? F- episode 5, Daenerys burned the city. Everybody was shocked. Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> Dude, there was no build-up this Why? She, what, what are you talking up. about? She locked up the dragons for killing one shepherd's kid for, like, months. Okay. Me okay. Ex- let me explain this now. This is having a guy that have five sisters. Oh, back with the sisters. Yeah. They're kind of evil sometimes. I love them, but they're evil sometimes. But let's see. Now, let, let, now let's, 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 let's look at Danny's uh, progression. One, she'd been running for her life for she's a baby, so she's abused. Uh-huh. Two, her brother sold her <laughs> as a sex slave. Three, she watched a man burn her brother to death and smiled. But he deserved now, that. As I, now, let's go back to my sisters. Now, I say my sisters sometimes are evil to me. We're, we're siblings. We're supposed to fight like cats and dogs. But at no point am I going to watch somebody beat my sister's butt and just sit there and smile. Uh, somebody's going to get killed because they're still your sister. Well, She watched her husband kill her brother and smiled. 
He deserved it. He Listen. Was... Now, no, did keep... you hear the, <laughs> the what the thing, the sentence he said to her in the first season? I, I won't. We will not say on this show. But, but still, you say a lot of things to your sister. Do you mean them? Well, maybe he meant. Please paraphrase. Please, please paraphrase. Now, <laughs> basically, I would let every man, every Dothraki person, have you in that way if it meant I got the Iron Throne. You, you are nothing. You, you have a sister, man? No. Oh, okay. I have a whoever you have a sister. Whoever sister. That was literally hold on. That was literally the one thing they did well in retrospect was building up Danny as a terrible villain. She grew up with Viserys, who's just awful. Exactly. All of those things that he just said. He, he didn't even talk about Masande getting getting her head yeah. chopped off. Now in that moment, like in that like couple episodes, they did it wrong. But the the arc of the seasons, they actually that was one of the best things they did was build her up as this completely psychotic. Power hungry, like God figure who has dragons, and then she was just gone in thirty seconds though. Back, hold on, but the dragons, I I was so mad when the first dragon or the second dragon got killed. Shout out, thing. How do they not know how to? Use, how does she not know how to use the dragons? Like, cause well, one, I felt like the whole the whole show they barely even knew how to use them, and then it's like okay, maybe let's be away. Like, just fly over and go down to well. Makes First no of sense. all, how the second dragon got killed. You got air view. How do you not see those you're, ships? Exactly. It was so stupid. How do you just You're in the, you you got the aerial view, which is the best view. You seen everything up in front. You didn't see them ships coming, they just come out of nowhere and shoot you. Well, there was a rock. The rock was seventeen rock. miles long and they were just hiding behind it the whole time. Oh uh, yeah. So that's that's just but uh, okay, let's go let's continue on Danny's uh, progression to the, the biggest villain. Now when she got the, the slaves from Slaver's Bay. Mm -hmm. She she gave the dragon, and then she bought the slaves, and then she uh, told them kill kill all your your former masters. Yeah, which is betrayal right at then. So she has no moral. Well, well, and also for being slave owners, I you could kind of justify that. In but this she just world. made a deal and sold the dragon. No, but okay, but you're so the the missing point about that was, Danny's successes came when she stopped listening to her advisors. And so many times throughout the show, she'd listen to advisors, and they would either lose or, like, take massive losses. And Tyrion repeatedly screwed up and screwed up and screwed up. And even before yeah. that, like, like that thing, they advised her not to do that to the slavers. And she was like, when Tyrion said, like, in retrospect, again, I'm kind of sure seeing this coming. When Tyrion was like, ring the bells. Like, let some people die, and then she's like, no, every time I listen to you, something bad's going to I've lost a dragon, or we've lost a city, or I come I come back with my dragons, and freaking Marine is getting firebombed. Like, no, everyone must die. The whole lot of them. I'm my dad. Everyone must die. But the kids. That was the one, good, on thing they, was the the one good thing they did. The kids. And I was rooting for everyone to die anyway. Well, I, I wanted everyone to die. I was kind of pissed off the first two episodes, nobody died. Yeah. They you know, the first two episodes, I was sitting there all excited, and it was like, damn, damn, damn. The end. It was like anti-Game of Thrones the way it ended because very few people died at, at any point, right? It was yeah. like they, it was like they were just trying to protect them all the way through when it's, you know, I think season one. You and, like and other than uh, but the then beheading, we out why. there was no no manger. There was no death that like, ooh, that, you know, something that jumps out at you. Yeah. Well, we also figured out why they kept him to the end because they're clearly doing at least four spinoffs. Oh, gosh. No, I ain't watching three. any of them. There's, 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 there's supposed to be three spinoffs as of right now. Because they set up an Ari spinoff, a Jon Snow spinoff, a Bran spinoff, and a all the Stark kids, basically. Oh, the Bran spinoff. That's going to be an electric factory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is so Bran awesome. going to leave that show for like two seasons no. on end and say four words? Why would they do that? <laughs> They're trying for our new ratings low. Okay, we have to go. <laughs>
Thanks. Maybe we'll do more Game of Thrones talk later. Hey, stupid Star Wars fans. This is your fault because... Nerds? Yeah, because Benioff yeah. and Weiss got hired to do Star Wars, and then they sucked and wouldn't do 10 episodes like HBO wanted them to do. This is your fault. No, no, Star Wars cups nerds. and water bottles on well, the well, set. Well, Star Wars, I blame Disney. You lightsaber Well, whatever. Losers. Disney? No, no. It's not, no, it's not Disney's Disney. fault. No, it's not Disney's fault because Disney is just doing what they can to make money. It's the Star no. Wars nerds that built it up. Hey, Disney, this started in 1977. All those Marvel movies. Do not let me down. Wow. All right, play the song then. We gotta go. Play it. Let's go do a Game of Thrones, and can we do that? Go we Night King. Music I can't believe like? Fat Samuel Tarley made it to the end. Yeah. Go Night King. Come on, you had to. You, you knew Sam was gonna make it to the end. Well, Sam, Sam was like, "Hey, let's let everybody vote," and they were all like, <laughs> "That was great that they laughed him off the stage." Yeah. <laughs> Sam, yeah. Sam was how like, many times was Samuel Tarley like democracy? basically dead, and then they shoot? They like he's like getting trampled by dead things. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you cut to him and he's fine again. He should have been dead 12 different times. Sorry. Thanks. We'll be back Thursday. Willie won't be there. He's going to Italy. Him and Joe Kenya having a romantic trip to Sassari, Italy. <laughs> Thanks so much. Lots of content coming. We'll see you next time. Thank you, Sion. Later. Sion Grage.